Hello. Today, our podcast is brought to you, as always, by Anchor.fm. This is a free-to-use app that helps you record, edit, and distribute your own podcast. They will even pay you to talk about it. If you're thinking about making a podcast, consider using Anchor.fm. This is the Christian Salt Podcast. guest with us. He is very near and dear to my heart. And this is my brother, Ryan. Hi, guys. It <laughs> me. Oh, my God. And we're going to continue our series on being single. So that's why we brought Ryan in here. Yeah. He's very single. Very. Like, like, <laughs> like, if you want, we'll put my number in the description oh of the God. podcast. Just text me. I'll probably answer. I don't. I don't do much now. Is that like your little like input there? We- yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm plugging. Oh, okay, okay. Just, oh just call um, me. And, and give that's me a the text. end of the episode. That's okay. all you yeah. want to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're gonna kind of get actually into it. I'm gonna ask the first question, Ryan. Are you sure ready? Thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. What does being single mean to you? Being single to me is. I don't know, cause cause it sucks and then it doesn't. Like to me, it's it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey, ooh. Um, <laughs> but to me, it's it's a journey. Um, it's about self discovery. It's about finding where you put your your faith, your trust. Um, it's and it's also about determining like who you are as a person. Singleness should be about you. It should be about. Um, figuring out who you are and how you want to live your life. Hmm, that's very zen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good answer because that kind of goes into more of what Emily was talking about a few episodes ago um, about, you know, you don't need a person to fulfill mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right. You just need to know who you are, like in Christ, of course. Um, so I guess kind of going in, you said that sometimes there are like good parts and bad parts. Can you mm-hmm. go into that a little bit more? Like what what are like specifically some things that are really good about it and some things that are really hard? Right. Um, for me, I would say like the good parts are uh, like, you know, you have enough time to like focus who you are. You have enough time to hone, to hone skills and interests that you really want to do. Make some really, really good friends. Those are like all the good parts. Um also, you have a lot of time, you have a lot of money, and you have gas if, if you're single because you're not you're not taking anybody out, right? Oh, I guess yeah. For guys, it's usually you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah. you gotta pay up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, usually yeah. So and and those last three things have been like my go-to response for like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but like the the bad thing is you get lonely. Like you get pretty lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just. It sucks, um, especially when, like, you see other people, like, in a relationship and being, you know, happy. Like, like I feel I feel good for them, but also it it just sucks to see... Well, because you what, want yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sucks to see what you could have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so it's kind of like a little bit of a waiting game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and waiting, as we all know, is, like, 
awful. It's terrible. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, we're going to kind of transition a little bit. So, this is something mm-hmm. that... I really want to know the answer to, as your sister. Um, so, do you have any stories about, like, previous dates and, like, how mm. they went and how you prepared and stuff for that? Mm. Uh, previous dates. Um, that's, that's, I do have a couple. I have three, I think. And, as we all know, they all have not turned out pretty well. Two of them I got friend-zoned pretty much immediately right after. Oof. Um... Yep, yep. <laughs> I took the first one actually terribly. Like, that was just awful. Um, but as life goes on, you just figure it out. And then one, my third, have I had three or four? I Let's go with three because I said three. But my yep. third. <laughs> Be, don't yes, lie to us. Yes. Uh, my third first, my third first date, <laughs> if that makes sense, uh, we started a relationship. Like, we were never, like, officially boyfriend girlfriend but we mm-hmm. were like more than just friends so kind of like in that talking stage right right we were yeah. in that talking stage for about like five weeks you know we had one week together and this was at school so we had one week together on campus and then we had four weeks over break and that's kind of when it all fell apart okay yeah breaks <laughs> they call those breaks for a reason <laughs> oh gosh um so anyway so like before your days did you have any like pre-date jitters that you had to get out and stuff oh always always i always have pre-date jitters no matter like if it's somebody i've known for more time or less time uh just because i always get in my head and i'm always like oh you know this could go either really well and i can like you know end up dating this person and then maybe we can get engaged and then get married and then have a life or Ooh. it's <laughs> oh, we're getting, we're getting i, pretty serious I think ahead like I, I i don't anymore i used to think ahead way too much like, this when was before dating. even, like, the first date? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like, I would ask them. And then always when, like, when I ask somebody, I always get that, um, I always get that little, uh, pre, like, not pre-date jitters, but I get nervous when I ask somebody out on a date because of the fear of rejection, basically. Like, that's a big thing that, that I struggle mm-hmm. with, so, so, right, yeah. Yeah, so, the fear of rejection, and mm. it sounds like you've had a couple of, uh, rejections too so uh how do you handle being in the friend zone um the friend zone well i love that word by the way oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, there um yeah the friend zone um well first things first if you get told that somebody doesn't like you i'm gonna get super close to the mic just so i get like very clear (laughs) do not throw yourself a pity party oh my gosh just to be clear, he said, don't throw yourself a pity party. <laughs> yes, yeah, so don't throw yourself a pity party because it will just make you feel worse. Yeah, okay, why don't you go into that a little bit? Like, you can use your personal stories because I kind of want to know. Yeah, exactly. Right, so. You said the first one you took really hard. I did, I took really hard. Um, it was, you know, I had a lot of friends, like, or a lot of people around me hyping it up, being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. Like, you guys would make such a great couple. And this was before the first date. Okay, so a lot so, of... That makes it hard, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was really bad. Um, and then she rejected me, and then I, I took it hard. Um, you know, I would listen to, like, very, very sad music. Like, like um, you could probably find a lot of these playlists on Spotify, but, like, Sad Boys Hour music, you know? Oh! Um, <laughs> Like it's like a terrible playlist. <laughs> it was it was it was actually really bad, and it it really actually affected 
me mentally in a way that I never thought it would. Mm-hmm. Like it just made it just threw me like that mixed with a bunch of other stuff going on that year kind of threw me into a depression. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um. So 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 tip number one, uh, if you're going through something like don't like even if it's not a breakup, but if you're just like sad or anything, don't listen to sad music because that'll actually make you worse in your mental state listen to music that you actually enjoy that you that you like like i know spotify has you know liked songs or your on repeat playlist so if you get rejected or if you're going through something bad go to that because that's music that you know you like and that you recognize and it it tricks your it kind of tricks your brain into releasing serotonin which is the happy chemical to make you happier and take you out of that funk Mm-hmm. That was our biology lesson for the there day. There you go. <laughs> but I think it's really good, though, is the idea of, like, wallowing, um, which is why, okay, so, like, friend zone is really popular right now, and, like, I'm putting air quotes up, the, the, the social media, the webs. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, like, kind of, like, the space where, um, you know, people get sent to when you're rejected by a person that you really like. They're like, yeah. I like you, but, like friends bro friends mm-hmm. um you know and so it's the idea of people like are throwing big fits over like being friend zoned and they're wallowing mm-hmm. and just kind of like e- like enriching themselves in like pity and things like mm-hmm. that um which leads to a, a really negative mindset about a lot of things which could affect you like later on in other relationships that you'd have yeah. so i think that's a really good point is you know don't let yourself be like, surrounded and wound up in, like, these... Like, it's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to let that become who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, definitely don't... Yeah, don't let your wallowing become your personality trait. Okay, so, um... Being friend-zoned is one yes. thing. And so does you said that you kind of had a relationship a little bit for... And, mm-hmm. like, you said you overthink a lot. With your relationship that was lasting yes. a little bit longer, did you find yourself being caught up in that spiral of, like... We're going to name our children John! Um, (laughs) Or are you kind of, like, in a better place than you were? I I am in a much better place than I was. Um, I actually took... Another tip that I would say is take some time to uh, find out who you really are. Like, I took all of last year and and figured out more of, like, my personality, more of, of like, who I really am, who I am in Christ. Um, So I definitely say take some time to do that. And since I did that in this relationship, I didn't think too far ahead as much. I kind of more lived in the moment. Okay, yeah. Um, now, with your, like, yeah. discovering yourself, what are some tips that you can give for people to, like, do that? You said you took a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, what are some things that you really focused on? Because I think that, like, we've talked about that in our one episode with um, our friend Amana and even, like, with our stories. But, mm-hmm. like, what are some ways that people can really learn to discover themselves? Because mm-hmm. I don't think that those tips are really out there right now. Right. Um, well, I think the number one thing that I was told, um, is do a lot of things because then you'll figure out what, what are your, what you're interested in, what you like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. find people to do stuff with that way you can grow connections and you can figure stuff out. Um, also just, just take some time, maybe put on like, like some background music or like some white noise or just sit in silence and just kind of think and reflect on some some events that seem like major events in your life just kind of sit and think um pray definitely prayer helps a lot and i guess like i don't know just just talk to people too Mm -hmm. like yeah like talking to people 
especially with, like, really different people. I was blessed with the opportunity to talk to people from, like, all over the country and mm-hmm. um, and in Mexico for the span of eight weeks when I interned down in Mexico at a mission. Um, so, like, find places where you can talk to people and talk to interesting people and have good, deep, like, Christian conversations. Yeah. That's so, how it... So, like, just a, a period of, like, exploration mm-hmm. on, like, things that you like to do. But I think it's really important. You've mentioned a lot of, like, making friends. Um, and so it's really important to have relationships that aren't about necessarily, like, romance. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm a very sociable person. Like, I'm extremely extroverted. Emily's nodding her head a lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Emily's an introvert. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm extremely extroverted. Um, so I've always had kind of that innate ability, like even as a kid, um, to like just find people like on the playground and make friends with them, mm-hmm. even if it's just for like 15 minutes. I, I envy that a little bit, just so yeah. you know. But I think that that's really that. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and like so... Just just having the ability to talk to strangers helps a lot because um, they may become friends and then, you know, through friends you can learn from their experiences, they can learn from your experiences, you can help each other out. Um, like, probably my best friend at school is my roommate and he's, like, one of the greatest guys I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, you know, if something's bothering us, just, like, not, not even about each other, but just, like, in life, we just kind of, like, talk about it. Okay, yeah, I think that's really important, too, because I think that sometimes in our culture, we feel like we could only have, like, those really deep connections mm-hmm. with, like, and I'm putting air quotes up again, like, the one, like, our relationship. I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's kind of this idea is, is like, having a romantic relationship is something that people want, but being deep and connected with your friends is also really, really important, and it can help with that loneliness that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, about. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually how I kind of kept that loneliness at bay so to speak um Mm -hmm. when i was not in my relationship and then when i was recently like got out of my relationship that's how i kept that at bay is um you know find friends um talk to your friends confide in some of your close friends um but also something that i found is if you have a creative outlet sink a lot of time into that because because you're doing something that builds to something else Mm-hmm. So like if you're if you're an art if you're a painter paint paint what you're feeling like it it could be good it could be bad just paint what you're feeling um like me during that I was during that time after the breakup I was in a play so I was able to take some of what I was feeling and express a little bit of that on stage um just some of like that loneliness um but also don't let your creative outlet lead to bad things you know like you should you should if if like, you be are, healthy about it right right, right be healthy about it don't don't you should never, unless if they've done something terrible, you should never think bad of the person you, of your ex. Yeah, I think that we've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Is like this whole like, like hey, I gotta come on and go burn his house down, and yeah. like that that can like. And again, I'm not saying that that's like there are some people who are really bad people out there, mm-hmm. um, and people have had really bad experiences. But you know, um, don't let your negative emotions consume you. And I think exactly. That's important. Yes, don't mm-hmm. let your negative emotions consume you. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, through all of your time of being single, mm-hmm. what are some lessons that you have learned from? Um, some lessons that I've learned. Um, well, rule number one, uh, or lesson number one, I guess, um, is don't be afraid of the friend zone. Because we, we in today's culture, society, social media, culture, whatever you want to call it, 
put so much emphasis on being with someone um, and having that as like one of our main pillars of our life. And if you get rejected, it somehow means like you're worthless or something like that. But really, you can't control what other people think about you. Like, sure, you can influence how they think about you by doing, you know, some good things or doing things that you think they might enjoy. But you can still never 100% control what somebody else thinks about you. Mm -hmm. So that's like, you can't control if this, like for me, I can't control if this cute girl likes me or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's such, a hard thing to... <laughs> it's such a hard thing to do, but it's it's but it's true. Like I can't control. Well, yeah, and you don't really want to honestly be with somebody who doesn't have mutual feelings towards mm-hmm. you. Exactly. So yeah, right. So mm-hmm. so <laughs> lesson. Uh, uh, <laughs> so lesson number one: don't be afraid of the friend zone. Friend zone. Uh, lesson number two: the way that we view dating as a Christian is that we should, you know, date for with the explicit intent for marriage at the end of dating. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm also not saying that it's right. Okay, you have to explain. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Um, so basically what I'm saying is we shouldn't date for fun, but dating should be fun. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see that. Yeah, yeah. So, we, so like, dating, marriage should always be like, an end goal, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it should consume your entire relationship. Right, right. Yeah, like you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go into a dating relationship or even just any relationship thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna marry this person," mm-hmm. right? Well, because you talked about that at the beginning a little bit, how you would get way too far ahead mm-hmm. before you'd even right. like gone on your first date. Right, exactly. And then that takes like all of the fun out of dating. It like, makes it very stressful. Right, it makes it a stressful thing, and then it's not fun for anyone. Like. I'm not I'm not saying that like you should just be flippant and go out on dates with whomever. I'm but I'm saying that you should you should find someone who you think you can be compatible with and then you should date them and then you should be in the moment while mm-hmm. dating them. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be thinking of the future like sure it never hurts to think of the future, but it's also Sometimes not a good idea to think mm-hmm. about, like, well, way too far in the future. Yeah, I think sometimes people will be dating somebody. Maybe they really like each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not compatible long term. Um, but then they're so they're so set on trying to make it work for marriage mm-hmm. that it kind of becomes a toxic relationship in that way. Um, right. It's like the idea is, like, you know, you don't have to force things to make them work. Like, it's okay to say this isn't working. I still like you, but not like mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, yeah, also, um, just kind of piggybacking off of that, just one thing that... It's kind of like a pet peeve of mine, um, <laughs> especially like in Christian dating community is when somebody says, I think God is telling me that we shouldn't mm. be together or I think God is telling me that we should date. Boo, I hate those. Right. <laughs> Major shame. <laughs> because while yes, there could be like some guidance from God mm-hmm. that you should or shouldn't be in a relationship with someone. It's used as a scapegoat. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Probably seven times out of ten used as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so as you you kind of talked about it, but it's like the Christian view and like the Christian culture mm-hmm. and like I know you go to a Christian college, so like mm-hmm. going to a Christian college, how have you like seen um, just the view of dating? How mm. what does that look like for you? Ooh, how does how does that look like for me? I think for me it's. I've seen I've seen the the toxic relationships that you mentioned earlier, Tori. Um, 
where like you get together and then you're focused too much on like oh you know we're supposed to be together we're supposed to get married towards mm -hmm. the end that it just kind of makes the relationship awful but i've also seen the the opposite side of that spectrum if mm -hmm. you will um where it's oh i'm a young i like i'm a young christian i'm from the midwest if i'm not married by the time i'm 24 <laughs> i'm gonna be single forever that's very yes. true <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> the Midwest view of it, too. Like, that just makes it right, right. harder. The Christian view of it makes it harder, and then the Midwest view of it makes, it makes it harder. So if you're a Christian from the Midwest, you're pretty much expected to get married by the time you're 22, by your 21, 22 Oh, no, birthday. I'm so like, behind. I'm already, already behind on that. Uh, well, it is kind of weird, too, because both of my older siblings, whom I love dearly, mm -hmm. um, are I think both of them are married by the time they're my age. And then I'm mm -hmm. over here like, I got my dog. <laughs> um, but I, and I'm, I love them and their relationships and their spouses. Um, it's great. And, like, it works for some people. Right. But I do, I do see what you're saying. It's like sometimes we have, we put this expectation on people like the first relationship you have is the one that you have to stick with mm -hmm. you have to marry that person because you got to make it work um to constantly wait for the perfect person mm -hmm. and then that uh if you're if you're not mm. married by the time you're 22 then like that's it you missed your right. window yeah. right so that's and, yeah that's wrong and that's you also mentioned something that um that I kind of disagree with um, in, like, the perfect person, you know, like, whatever you call it, the perfect person, your soulmate, or as we in the Christian community like to call, the one. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think I think the one, like, that one specific person doesn't exist. Okay, so, yeah, so no soulmates. Kind yes, of? kind of. Yes, and, <laughs> again, yes and no to that question, like, um, it, it really just depends on how deep you want to dive into the whole argument about, like, predestination and free will. Yeah, we've got, like, five more minutes, so let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so then, for me, I would say that while, yes, there could be that one specific person, I don't know how God works, I personally believe that if it is in God's plan for you to get married, then you will get married. There might be one person or there might be a couple different people who you can be mm -hmm. compatible with and, you know, glorify God with. But okay, yeah, I see that. Mm -hmm. But I think we I think we put way, way too much stress on finding the one who God has for me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I got to find that one person. Otherwise, I'll be single, single forever. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's so worried. He's tongue-tied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I do agree that there is so much, like, even, like, with Christians especially, but even, like, within popular culture, mm -hmm. this idea of holding out for the perfect person. I mean, I watch a lot of rom-coms, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, I, mean, I who know. doesn't? <laughs> yeah, woo, it's my new obsession. Um, but I think that's a good point because, like, as far as, like, lies that I think we tell ourselves and that sometimes our, our loving Christian community can even tell us is that... You know, your relationship has to be perfect the first time around mm -hmm. or you've messed up, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that's... And so what? how would you combat that, like, specifically? Um, I would say that, uh, you know, you should focus more on yourself. Just focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Figure out who you are. Yeah, it's kind of like you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Exactly. So you can focus on what you can change and what you can control. Right, exactly. Focus on what you can change what you can't. You just leave up to them mm -hmm. or you or leave, leave up, up to, to God. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... 
great plug. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's a really, really good point, because that kind Mm -hmm. of goes directly into, like, Emily's singleness tagline, um, which we've mentioned. Like, you guys might be related. Wow, who would have loved that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if there's, like, I know we kind of went through uh, Ryan's lessons on dating. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there's just one word or one sentence, one brief Mm -hmm. snippet of advice Mm -hmm. that you could give our listeners about being single specifically, Mm -hmm. um, what would it be? I would say... Don't focus on who your arm is around or whose arm is around you. Focus on yourself and your relationship with God. All right. That's a good one. one. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. We enjoyed having you. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget to wash your hands. (laughs) Yes. And stay salty. listening to Christian Salt's podcast on Anchor FM. Stay tuned for our next episode. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Salt's. Follow us!